Please try again. Welcome to Talking with Tiger, the Washita Sports Digital Network Podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of Talking with Tigers, the podcast of the Washita Sports Digital Network. OSDN is the student sports media production program and housed in the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. My name is Chris Babb. I'm the director of OSDN. Glad to work with our students on a year-to-year basis as we bring you different productions centering around athletics at Washita Baptist University. I know our students are ready to get back in action when sports start back up in January. Got a couple of exciting episodes for you. I think you'll enjoy, especially those who have kept up with Washita athletics for a while, and, and particularly Washita football, but even will be interesting to those who are not familiar with these uh, guests we will have. Uh, the next two episodes, uh, I'm joined by Washita head football coach Todd Knight. And Coach Knight uh, has had uh, much success at Washita, three straight GAC championships, um, in the middle of a recruiting cycle right now. We had the time to uh, uh, get on the phone two of his former players who uh, are success stories uh, in and of themselves. Uh, Julius Pruitt and Philip Supernall both had chances to uh, play in the NFL. Uh, both had multi-year careers in the NFL. And uh, we had a chance to visit with both of those. This episode, episode 11, we hope you'll stick around episode 12 also. But episode 11 is uh, Coach Knight's uh, interview with myself, or our interview with uh, Julius Pruitt. Julius played, uh, from, uh, he's a graduate of Newport High School, came to Washita in 2004, played for Washita from 2005 to 2008, had over 2,400 yards receiving in his career, had a three-year career in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. We have a clip in this uh, interview of uh, when Julius made uh, Sports Center's top 10. It was on a Thursday night game when uh, the Gulf South Conference, which Washita was in at the time, had a TV contract with uh, Cable Sports Southeast or Cox Sports Southeast. And uh, Washita and Henderson were featured on that Thursday night at Carpenter Haygood Stadium uh, at Henderson. And Julius had four touchdown catches, one of which made Sports Center's top 10 uh, that night. And you'll hear that clip. But Julius, a graduate of Newport High School, and now will be a graduate of Washita as he finished his degree after a career in the NFL, came back, finished, uh, worked on that actually when he was working with the team a little bit uh, in the last decade, and then finished online. And he, uh, if you follow Julius on Twitter, you'll see that he has celebrated his uh, gradual official graduation from Washita in the last couple of weeks. It's a great conversation between a coach and a former player that shows the relationship that uh, coaches can build with players. Uh, Coach Knight and Julius talk about Julius' uh, Julius' growth uh, at Washita, both uh, athletically, academically, and uh, spiritually, which is, as as you'll hear Coach Knight say in the interview, is one of the most important things and, and just does his heart proud to hear uh, the success, success stories of his former players, many of whom are out there, but this one focuses on Julius Pruitt. We hope you enjoy this episode of Talking with Tigers with Washita head coach Todd Knight, myself, and former Tiger and former Miami Dolphin Julius Pruitt. I'm pleased to be joined uh, now by a Washita head football coach, Todd Knight, and uh, one of his uh, 
uh, star former players, former wide receiver for the Washita Tigers and Miami Dolphins, uh, Julius Pruitt. Julia, thanks for thanks for joining us today. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you all for having me. I'm looking forward to it as well. Now, uh, Julio and Coach, we'll kind of go back and forth. Uh, Coach Knight, when you when you think of, of Julius Pruitt, uh, what are some of the things you know? I, you've known Julius since his, since the recruiting time during high school, and then seeing him grow uh, during his time at Washita, and now uh, during his football career with the Dolphins, and now afterwards with his family. What are some of the things that come to your mind when you think of, of Julius Pruitt? Chris, we may need more than thirty minutes, but I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you this. You know, a lot of times when you think of a, a guy that's a great player like Julio was and played in the NFL, played for us, did a great job, you just think of somebody that may be, I don't know, mean. But Julio Pruitt may be the nicest guy that I've ever coached. I mean, this guy is a gentle giant. Never a, never a problem off the field. Very polite to faculty and staff and the coaches. So the first thing I think of is just – the respect I have for him as a man and his parents, the way he was raised to be the kind of young man that he was when he came to the program. So that would be first. And then the second thing I think about when I think about uh, Julio, I think about the way he came in. I can remember his squat max was like around 300, and when he left Washita, it was around 600. Wow. And he got on the board. So I just remember growth, you know, not just as a football player, but as a person, uh, a leader on our team, a special teamer. Uh, a, a great player on offense and, and a guy that, you know, everybody just really liked to be around because of his, his mentality and his personality. I remember some of the first uh, first few years, or I guess the first year that, uh, Julie, you got on the field, I think it was some special teams work. I was like, man, this 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 guy's got a chance to be uh, chance to be something else. What what are some of the things you remember about? Uh, I guess the recruiting process, Julius, uh, about the recruiting process of of coming to Washita. What kind of led you to that decision? I know there were some uh, former Greyhounds who were also uh, Tigers that kind of impacted that. But what do you uh, what do you remember about that process in choosing Washita? My uh, my favorite thing was when Coach Knight and Coach Derby uh, came to one of my basketball practices uh, my senior year. They sat in the bleachers with yeah. uh, with my parents, and um, you know they sat in there and they were talking. And my basketball coach at the time, Coach Simmons, he didn't like it because <laughs> at the time he was really pushing me to play JUCO basketball. He really thought that I could play you know basketball, and he thought that JUCO would be the way. So he was really really pushing for that. And so when Coach Knight and Coach Derby came in there and recruited me for football. It kind of made him feel, you know, a little, little animosity. But he was happy. For, he was always happy for me. But he, you know, he felt a little, you know, animosity, you know, towards <laughs> that. But and even my teammates, because at the time I was trying to show out. I was actually, <laughs> I was still involved. I was dunking. I was doing things that normally I would just say for the games. But I was kind of like trying to put on the show for uh, Coach Knight and Coach Derby, and some of my teammates didn't like that at all as well. Well, it, it worked out for you okay. Uh, talk about yeah. uh, talk about your, you know, t- Coach Knight talked about your growth uh, that he saw of you at Washita. What are, when you look back and and uh, think about that, coming in as a freshman and then leaving in 2008, what are some of the areas that you think of uh, as far as your growth personally while you were at Washita? I came in, like, kind of not knowing anything, really. Just kind of going through high school just off of, just talent, you know, just kind of turning it on, turning it off. And um, the one thing that I kind of had a rude awakening was I, I realized that Coach Knight wasn't going to let me kind of, you know, turn it off and turn it on. And I didn't lift weights in high school because uh, I guess one of my uncles had told me that lifting weights would stunt my growth. <laughs> so I, so when it came time to max out in high school, I would, you know, 
lift just so I can, you know, chart something on the paper. But I, I never like maxed out or anything like that because I didn't want to push myself, you know, too much. So when I got to Washita, I saw the boards and things like that. And it's like, huh, you know, and so, you know, just finally just having some like just being pushed and just finally just touching weights and actually wanting to and just falling in love with just just being pushed and just learning how to work and just learning how to how to just be just be a person, you know. And also because during the time my parents were going through, uh, you know, a, a separation. So kind of like once I got to Washita, it was it was freedom for me, you know, kind of figuring out who I was as a person. And Coach Knight and Coach Derby kind of, you know, allowed me to kind of grow into who I was. And at the same time, they pushed me every step of the way. Coach, uh, you see pictures of Julius from his uh, when he arrived at Washita, and then you see pictures of when he was leaving his senior year and then into the Dolphins. He uh, uh, he took that uh, weight room seriously. No, there's no doubt. I, I I'm glad he brought up that that practice at, at basketball practice <laughs> and Coach Simmons over there because I can still remember an athletic kid and and he he still I mean cut up even at that time without lifting, but when he when he exploded in that weight room, Chris, it was amazing. His I mean, he, I saw a picture of, of him on Twitter the other day. He still has it. I mean, he still he looks like he could go play right now. But his growth there in the weight room was was unbelievable. And also, I mean, Julio kind of mentioned it. His growth as a person, just to watch him develop into who God put him on earth to be, was pretty amazing. And for him to do that at Washtenaw was was amazing. And really to sit here and to say that. You know, I was I was one of Julio's coaches. Just gives me great pride. Julius, let's let's think about some of the actual games. Lots of memories from your time as a as a Tiger. Um, what are some of the the biggest ones that stick out? I have a feeling I know one of those games that you might uh, mention. Just kind of wrapping up the 2008 season. What are some of the uh, the the best memories you have from your time as a member of the Washita Tiger football program? Every game we played Arkansas Tech. I feel like I had one of my better games is because uh, Coach Cooley and um, one of my uh, high school um, teammates, Courtney Ratliff. Uh, Courtney, Coach Knight, my red shirt freshman year, we played Arkansas Tech at home. I was sitting alongside the bricks, uh, you know, with other red shirts. And um, Courtney Ratliff, he was a senior uh, safety for Arkansas Tech at the time. And um, him and Coach Cooley came over there near me by the bricks. And um, Courtney was like, Coach Cooley, I told him he chose the wrong school. You know, and Coach Cooley kind of just looked at me and kind of just like, like gave that. Yeah, yeah, you did. And Courtney was like, don't worry, we're going to show him today, you know. And so it was like from that moment, like, you know, it was just like every time we played tech, I don't know, it was like an extra, extra something. And I always wanted to prove something, you know, to them that I didn't make the wrong choice. Like, you know, if anything, you know, I made the I made the perfect choice. But every time we played Arkansas Tech was I had a, I definitely had an extra chip on my shoulder and I always look forward to playing them. Chris, there's nothing like those in state rivals, but I, I can tell you that Henderson game that mm-hmm. everybody talks about, that was a great one. But I don't know if Julio remembers three overtimes at West Alabama and and the way Julio played in that ball game was pretty amazing too. But he had a lot of great games and a lot of great memories out there for sure. Julia, I'm gonna I'm gonna play something for you and uh, see kind of kind of remember this and, and see what you if you uh, have any memories of this uh, certain game. Okay. At number five, Division two football, huge night for Washington receiver Julius Pruitt. Pruitt gets tipped, tips the ball twice and able to make the grab. He had ten catches, 250 yards, and four touches in a win. 
Not a bad, uh, not a bad, not a bad game. That was a Steve not Levy, a bad game Steve, Steve Levy, ESPN. Uh, that was a televised game, and the uh, uh, the old TV contract used to have it was a televised game, and it made uh, uh, Sports Center top ten. Uh, I guess you probably heard from a few people after that too, didn't you? I did, and uh, like even before that, Coach Knight, do you remember me standing center field, like when the rest of the team had went inside the locker room, and when Henderson, they were still stretching. And I was kind of like the lone tiger, like right there, like looking, you know, just just staring at them. And you kind of came up and like, you know, shared that moment with me. You bet. And then we went back inside. We went in back, you know, went back inside the locker room. But it was just something because uh, Devin Hughes, he was leading the nation in I think past breakups or something. And you know, since I pledged to Henderson, like all like all week, that's all I heard. Devin this, <laughs> Devin that, Devin this, and it's like you know, and even him himself, he even you know took the. He had the audacity to like to come up to me at um as I think it was when a Wednesday of that week and kind of told me he was like you know you're not you're not getting I'm not allowing you to have a catch this game right he was like I'm <laughs> shutting you down <laughs> and it was basically like he had you know he was feeling himself he was like I'm gonna show I'm gonna show the city I'm gonna show everybody you know and so you know and so center field like that moment I was really looking at him <laughs> not the team it was really it was really him 24 and so. And and every every moment, like it was just it was him. And when they covered when they played cover two, my first touchdown when they played cover two, and they uh, that whole shot that Lance hit me in that first touchdown that did it. And also the first uh, when Coach Derby the first play when he just threw a um, the quick screen and kind of let me, you know, get my hands on the ball and kind of just get going. Like even like at that moment it was it was over, you know, in my mind at that moment it was over. Yeah, and they 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 probably thought we couldn't we couldn't touch them, don't you think, Julio? They took they did they took us for granted. Yes, sir. They thought they had the perfect like everything. Like they thought they had best corner in the, in the nation. They thought the best quarterback in the. They thought they had everything, and but they didn't. You bet. You bet. Julio, you had some had some good seasons at uh, Washita, and then the last uh, decade, this program has really uh, uh, taken a step up, and it's due to an, a big part in the guys like yourself that kind of uh, set the uh, you know set the foundation, use the building blocks. When you look back as an alum of the Washita Tiger football program, and you see uh, uh, the success that the Coach Knight and Coach Derby and the coach, or rest of the coaches that. Uh, uh, and the players have had over the last, uh, I guess, you know, t- twelve years. Uh, what do you, what do you do? What, what what does that do for you when you look back and say that that's the program that I played at? It makes me feel proud, like you know, honestly, and like even I tell um, my kids, and I even tell my wife sometimes, like you know, playing Madden growing up, you know, Washita was never a selection of college choice, you know, in the game, and you know, after once you know I made that leap, you know, you you were able to select Washita, right? You know, on the game, and it was just one of those things where. Washington finally getting the recognition that it, you know, it deserved. Like, you know, and it's like one of the hidden treasures in a nation. And 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 even in the locker room, when I used to get giggles about, you know, the name and people purposely pronouncing it, you know, wrong. And it's just <laughs> being able to shine light, you know, on Washington in itself is is, you know, is a blessing. I'm I'm very proud to have went there and, and you know, to be a part of the history and the program. Well, even in the clip, Steve Levy got it close. He got close, and I remember people saying he, he got, got close. close. Cliff Harris used to have the same thing. You know, I remember Cliff saying that, uh, man, uh, Cliff, uh, his teammates would say, everywhere everywhere you go, someone says, hey, I went to Washington. He said, how big is that place? And he used to say, 
man, it's just really big. It's really big. But uh, uh, but no, I'm glad to see that. Talk about some of your uh, uh, what you were able to use from your time at Washita, whether it was through the growth of your time here, whether it's through the football program or whatever that has helped you after graduation, whether it's with the Dolphins or afterwards. Like it helped me, like being at Washita, like uh, I was telling Mr. Uh, Merriman um, on the podcast, um, you know, a few weeks ago that my first chapel at Washita and just being able to, it brought me closer to God. I I found that light, you know, at Washita. And, you know, it was, I wasn't a church uh, going child, you know, growing up. And so being at the, you know, the Christian atmosphere at Washita, it was, it helped my spiritual growth. And so, like, that's one of the biggest things that I've tried to, I've carried from there and into the rest of, you know, rest of my life. And even, um, you know, I was the team, kind of like the team chaplain and not the team chaplain officially, but, you know, for um, before the games, every time I was on the active roster, I did the prayer, whether it was the meals or, you know, anything, anytime, you know, there was time for prayer, I was the one that was called on. And, you know, so, and that definitely, I, I learned that or got that comfortable, that comfortable Right, filling with my spiritual spirituality through you know, and I watched them. Coach, I know that uh, the the uh, the banners and the rings are are are, are nice, and, and you play sports in, in college to to win games, and that's the goal. But ultimately, I know as a coach that has to that has to do your heart good to hear stories like that from uh, people like Julia. No, there's no doubt about it. I I'd a lot rather hear about that than I would uh, even winning the Battle of the Ravine, Chris. I just about get emotional sitting here talking to you two guys. Hearing Julio talk about his growth and what happened to him, and you know, I'm just so proud of him. Not not because he played in the NFL, but because of who he is, and you know, seeing pictures of his children and his wife, and knowing that he's he's living a life that that uh, is full, you know, and he's at peace with himself and things like that. Just really, really are the things that we look for, and that we that's why we coach, you know, when it gets right down to it. And I'm I'm proud of Julio and his time here and. You know, I could get on here and talk about what he did on special teams, what he did on the field, and, you know, all those things are great. But when we sit here and have this conversation, it really brings back really reality mm-hmm. to me to hear Julio talk about himself and talk about his life, and, and uh, it, it means a lot to me for sure. Julia, I know that uh, you are have uh, finished your degree at Washita. I know that was a big thing for you, and uh, you talked a little bit about some of your uh, uh, plans on the uh, Tiger for Life podcast. But kind of for those who might not have heard that, uh, kind of give us a little idea of how the uh, uh, finishing your de- your degree online, uh, what that means to you personally, and then also some of what your family has planned in the future. For me personally, is is big because it was one of the things that you know I kind of regret it or not necessarily regret leaving Russell because I had an opportunity that, you know, that many would wish to have. And so I couldn't, you know, pass up, but just leaving my, you know, those unfinished hours and it kind of stuck with me and it took me 11 years to finally get back. And, um, on December 6th, I'll actually be finished because I was, um, today I'm going to take my last quiz and exam. And then I have my final dialogue on Wednesday. And so I'll be, you know, finished and to have my bachelor's degree, you know, finally, it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling. And it's kind of uh, allowed me to want to take the next step and open an athletic training facility back home in Newport. Because mm. it's it's one of those things where uh, going home from even the summers coach in Washita, like if I had a place to kind of, you know, train or just to someone to just show me the ropes, how to how to do things the right way. Like I probably, you know, would have approved even more each year. 
And even coming back from um, Miami, I always, each offseason, I always wanted to come home to be around family and things, but I never had a place to train. Of course, I could go to the high school, but it was one of those things where I wasn't getting the same type of work that I would get here in Miami if I was around my coaches and, and other personal trainers that I would have to pay for. So it's just one of those things where I feel like it's just, it's the time and Newport really needs that. And the, the kids that really needs that for, and they've been yearning for me to get back. And I feel like it's the perfect way for me to get back and kind of, you know, give back to my community. Well, that's great to hear. I know that, uh, you know, uh, Washita, you know, the coaching staff, you know, uh, the ultimate goal is obviously you have the spiritual realm, but also to go back and, and make a difference. And good to see you wanting to uh, to do that in your um, uh, in your hometown of Newport. Julio, you mentioned a few minutes ago that uh, um, you had an opportunity that not very many people get, uh, and not very many people do have the opportunity to play with the Dolphins. Uh, I know we were sitting around watching the draft and thinking, "Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen?" It didn't happen. Then the free agent uh, uh, signing happens. But talk about that process of of uh, you know, I guess the mentality is that if you want to go to the NFL, you you uh, have to go to a Power Five school. But you were able to make your way from a Division Two Washita Baptist and and show that that's not impossible. Because really, you know, I didn't go to Washington, you know, thinking NFL. I just wanted to follow, you know, kind of in the steps of my next door neighbor. You know, I, I would be the first one in my family to go to college and just to get out of Newport. And especially at the time, like I was saying that my parents were kind of going through a separation. It was it was it was a, it was free. It was freedom. Like, you know, and so, you know, just getting to Washington and just kind of, you know, just working. And eventually that came about. And once the scouts and stuff started rolling up, I was just as surprised as anybody else, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, but just once that, you know, that extra pressure, you know, and just trying to just make sure you don't, you know, don't mess it up and just try to do what you've always, you know, done to up to that point. But it's kind of not it's kind of hard to not pay attention to that type of stuff. But, you know, um, and so once I had the opportunity, I got the phone call, you know, from uh, Ryan Brockington. And um, he was saying he was asking me after the draft because I was projected to go to fifth round. That was the highest. And then undrafted was the lowest. And so draft day, we had a draft party here in Newport. And, you know, I'm watching it just like anybody else. And um, so the couple of days go by. Nothing happened. You know, I was disappointed, you know, of course. But, you know, still had to, you know, go back to school and kind of, you know, keep, you know, keep at it and kind of just wait and wonder like you know like was that my opportunity like is it gone like what's gonna happen and so um you know my agent is making calls to the dolphins you know um like i guess daily to uh brian gang who's a director of player personnel for the dolphins and then um you know he they called me and they they were asking me was i signed to you know to anybody's practice squad and i was like no and then it was like stay by the phone because i believe we're gonna we have a spot for you and, I, you know, so that was I left Coach Reynolds class to take that phone call. And that's what happened. But then eventually they called me back and told me that they had signed Brandon Marion. It was a wide receiver from Tulsa. I'll never I'll never forget. <laughs> and um, so they signed him and I, you know, went back home and I'm kind of like just at my at my mom's house, kind of just like, man, like, you know, like the opportunity, like it came and it, and it went. And then my entire family is like, well, I guess you need to go start working. You need to go apply for some jobs. And it's like, no, <laughs> like why? It's just, it just happened. Like why? And so literally from that point on, I started, I got up in the morning. I just, I jog and I ran everywhere. Like if I had to go to the store, I jog and I ran. If I wanted to go to the gym, I jog and I ran. 
but I wanted to go to the school, which is way across town. I jogged and I ran. And it was just one of those things where I just I didn't it was I just felt like running, just getting away because I didn't know where I was running to. And so September 7th, I was laying on mom's couch and um, phone rung and it was Brian Gang. He offered me a position on the practice squad and he asked me, how soon can I get there? And I told him I can fly in tonight if y'all want me to. And, yeah, no more know, no more running after you got that call. No you weren't going to try to run to Miami, well, I actually, were you? I ran upstairs to wake my <laughs> sister up and, um, you know, I told her I just got signed. And she didn't know what was going on, but you know, but I was I was excited, and finally to finally get that call, it was it was a blessing. Chris, we were excited too, and I, I tell you something else: it's it's amazing how people connect you. At the time, there was a guy named David Lee, who was a quarterback coach of the Miami Dolphins, who I had worked for at UTEP. So we had a once Julio got on the team and started working on the team, there was a a guy I could call weekly and and talk about Julio Pruitt, and that was a lot of fun. While David was there, I don't think David was there your whole time, Julio, but he was there part of your time. And and uh, David Lee thought the world of Julio Pruitt, and he thought the world of him coming from Washita and the whole thing. And just again, the respect I talked about Julio, he said the same thing about Julio. You know, kind spirit, works hard, you know, all those kind of things about him. And I think that had a lot to do with him making it. Well, Julio, I, I really appreciate uh, you uh, taking the time to visit with us. This has been fun with uh, you and Coach Knight. And I know that uh, uh, those of us at Washita remember you, but I also know that uh, you have uh, fond memories of your time at Washita as well. Yes, sir, I do. And I show um, my shoulder appreciate y'all having me. And Coach, uh, David, Coach Lee, he was he was always one of my favorite people in the building as well. He was always like, you know, he he always put he always told me told me the truth. If it was something that um, I needed to work on or if it's something that he saw, like if I would catch a pass, he was like, your eyes weren't on it. You caught it, but you wasn't looking at the ball. Yeah, that's you know, he will always throw those subtle things to help me, you know, to kind of, you know, just to keep improving. Like, just I always tell him, like, stay at it, just stay at it, just stay at it. Because, you know, coming in like it was an original eight members on the practice squad. And it, each week, coach, like I saw everybody like each week somebody got replaced. There was never there was never any stability on the practice squad other than me. And so I, I just I kept my head down and and. And and just worked hard and kind of like my red first my red shirt uh, freshman year Washita when you had me wear the the red jersey of the opponent's uh, best player. That's right. And so that's basically what was my responsibility each week. So if we were playing the Texans, I was Andre Johnson. If we was playing the Cardinals, I was Larry Fitzgerald. Like if we was playing the Bengals, I was Chad Johnson. Like if I was always the alpha, the alpha dog. And and it was one of those things that kind of helped me, I guess, be irreplaceable that and and you know special teams and and that was that was one of the ways that i was able to stay and get three years out of it but just by working hard and just you know just kind of just keeping my head down coach and just staying at it you bet and and i know we're, we're our time draws near but i do want to say one more thing talking about special teams you know for the young guys that come into the program julio i know you know how much uh how important that is to winning football games but also to really getting to the next level uh special teams are huge aren't they Special teams is is the way in. And any coach, like if you're undrafted free agent, late round draftee, they'll tell you, if you want to make this team, special teams. Like if you like do whatever you can to to make your special teams coach happy. You bet. And it was one of those things where Coach Rizzi even, you know, there were times where he called me the best special teams player he's ever coached. And that's because, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just working, like not necessarily trying to be this best special. I'm just 
trying to keep my head down and work and just be irreplaceable. And they thought, you know, they thought the world of me and I thought the world of them as well. And that's special awesome. teams definitely matters, Coach. That's awesome. Well, Julio, we really appreciate it. We're proud of you. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing your, the next picture on social media with you with that Washita diploma. And then uh, get, look, looking to see what goes on in your future for you and your family. You bet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. And I, my wife and my kids, they're dying to see watch. They're dying to see the campus and coast. Like my wife, she's dying to meet you. So that's awesome. The next time we're in Arkansas, we're definitely going to be up that way. Sounds good. Hey, we love you and appreciate you doing the interview. Love you too, coach. See y'all. Thank y'all for having me, Mr. Babb. Our thanks to both Wachita head football coach Todd Knight and uh, former Tiger, former Miami Dolphin, Julius Pruitt. And I guess after hearing that, he would most likely identify, uh, like to be identified as uh, husband and father and then former Tiger and former Miami Dolphin. But uh, we look forward to seeing uh, what lies ahead for Julio. I uh, look forward to keeping up with he and his family as they uh, move on and their kids grow up and they look to uh, get back to uh, helping the, the the youth of Newport, Arkansas. Great interview there. Uh, Julio was also featured on the Tiger for Life podcast with the Washita Alumni Office, hosted by John Merriman. He talks about some of the same things, but some of the different things, the different experiences at Washita. You can catch that on your the favorite place where you subscribe to podcasts. Search for Tiger for Life podcast by Washita Baptist University alumni. Our next episode will feature Coach Knight with Philip Supernaw, a former Tiger and former NFL player with the Baltimore Ravens, the Houston Texans, and the Tennessee Titans. We hope you'll stick around for that. But thanks for joining us on this episode of Talking with Tigers. The Washita Sports Digital Network is the student sports media production program of the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. For more information on OSDN, email us at osdn at obu.edu or visit our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.